You're listening to an Amplify podcast. Hi, this is Leah from 90.7 Sin. Today I'm joined by Nay and Simon from Hiatus Coyote. They're joining us in the studio. Uh, Welcome to Sin. Hey, thanks for having us. (laughs) <laughs> no worries. So you guys, uh, you guys are kind of freshly back from South by Southwest, hey? A mm. um, bit of touring over there and playing shows around like, any cool venues and stuff. Um, how was South by Southwest? It was cool. It was hectic. It's always hectic. It's just like, you know, um, minimal time to set up and play and there's like 10,000 other bands squished into a really <laughs> little city. Yeah, yeah, it was, was like cool. five days of just non-stop go time, pretty yeah. much. How many shows did you do in five days? We did about nine. Far out. So and there was then some like media stuff in between. Yeah. Yeah, there was some short stuff. There was like some some video, like some uh, stuff for Yahoo that was just a couple of songs, and then we had a set for um, OK Player, which was a bit longer, about forty-five minutes. So everything was really different. We had like a twenty-minute set, and then do an interview and then go somewhere else and like the whole city is just vibing so there's people everywhere and mm, yeah. traffic's hectic so it's just like <laughs> we didn't see any music though that's the hilarious what? thing it's like a billion bands but you're so busy that like you don't really get to see anything mm, mm. <laughs> like yeah it's pretty crazy and then after that we went to Sao Paulo in Brazil cool. and did two shows there and had like three days off so oh. you know it was kind of really nice to come out of the chaos of South by Southwest into like a really beautiful country we've never been to, to before. And mm. Yeah. The shows there were really amazing. And yeah. We've been back like a week, nearly two weeks maybe. Yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah. A couple of weeks and we've just been in the studio yeah. rehearsing to get a new set together because yeah. we're going away again. Again, uh, I did just see In that. a couple of weeks to the US and Europe. That's mental. And Infinity and beyond. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Well, um, the the album that you're plugging around South by Southwest is obviously your debut album, uh, Bury Your Weapon. And uh, how did the... Choose Your Bury, Weapon. Choose, Bury choose Your Weapon. weapon. Sorry. Bury Your uh, Weapon. interesting. You can change it if you like. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd improvise on the title there. <laughs> how did the tracks play live? Um, yeah, cool. A lot of the stuff on the album... We've already been touring live because, you know, um, we recorded our first record and it blew up. So we've been touring and um, so it's cool. Like uh, audience members around the world are already familiar with our music just from like live content on YouTube and stuff. So, um, yeah, but I mean, there's some new bits and especially this um, like this month in particular, like we finished the album and then went away pretty much directly after. So now it's kind of like, it was like live inspired the record, but then there were other bits that we created purely for the record that now we have to learn live. So it kind of, <laughs> mm. it's like goes back and forth like that. So this month's been really awesome. Like we've just been trying to execute, yeah. you know, some of the material that is fresh that we've only that people aren't familiar with yet because it's purely on the album and the album hasn't been released yet. So, yeah, but, I mean, we're really fortunate to have a super healthy response internationally and at home from, like, a wide demographic, like, Mm. variety of people and stuff. Mm, mm. It's pretty cool. get to, like, check out different countries and do what we love. 
Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like you, you were just mentioning that a few of the tracks on the album do have a bit of familiar, familiar tone to them because you've you know, done them live and things like that all over the internet. And um, <clears throat> a couple of them seem familiar to me from sort of older sets, um, you know, one, one or two years ago mm -hmm. of sort of solo shows that you did nigh, um, around town. Mm -hmm. um, so there's sort of like some older tracks and stuff on there. That How did you go, um, maybe you can jump in on this one as well, bringing them to, to the band. How do you sort of go from something that you've created um, with just obviously guitar or voice or keys or whatever and bring them to the band and add all those layers and luscious sounds that you guys bring to it? Um, How does that process work? I don't know. It's it's different for every yeah. every song, you huh? know. But I I feel like a, a lot of writing now, um, from my standpoint, happens like in sound check. So I feel like, you know, the guys slowly start to kind of play along a different sound checks around the world and then event and you know and it's already kind of in the back of their minds and then so once you actually get the opportunity to get together part of it's already there but I guess like if anybody has an idea we learn it pretty much straight out like explain what the the form is or mm. the idea we try and execute it and then we expand um on top of that and refine it. And we're still doing that to this day with like, you know, old material. Like one of the songs on the album, Fingerprints, was like literally maybe like the second or third song I ever wrote. Um, and I've always kind of hated it. <laughs> Cause it, you know, like the guys are like, it's really great, come on, let's play it. I'm like, no, it's terrible, we're not playing that. And, um, but now I really like it, you know, just like, it, it it evolves and um, I guess we're we're all really we're all expanding and, and learning together and um, just like you know having the patience to really nod it out and make sure everyone's like I think we're we're really big on instead of just having you know like instead of just showing off it's more like how can we create lines that showcase people, people's talent um, as a unit as opposed to, like, singer in a band? You mm -hmm. know, like, we, we write for e each other and it locks in, like, this kind of Rubik's Cube thing. So, mm. you know, like, the guys are, are really... I'm really lucky that, like, the beginning of the band super originally stemmed from my songwriting and the guys just, like, getting it automatically, like, or, like... Or if they didn't, then they're open to trying to, you know, interact with it in their own way. Because I feel like music becomes stagnant if you try and, like, direct too much. You know, mm. people, will, people will play better if they enjoy what they're playing. So, you know, it's, it's in your best interest as a musician and as an artist to, like, allow everybody to contribute. Yeah. And um, so... It's cool, like, we're all really open to each other's ideas and then if I do have a song, because I still write whole songs, but now it's it's both. Yeah. Like, it's very much pretty balanced of, like, coming up with something together or, like, patchworking different people's ideas and into a song and, you know, c coming up with, like, a whole thing on guitar and stuff. But yeah. I think, you know, it gets easier. The, the more you work together and the more you know each other's kind of little nuances and stuff mm -hmm. it gets a lot 
it gets easier, mm. I think. You kind of like, and also you write for for other musicians. Like my my songwriting has developed a lot because of that. Like because I'm like to the point where sometimes I can't really execute it live. Like um, in the same way, like molasses. Mm -hmm. There's like this middle breakdown that I that I wrote, but like couldn't. It wasn't. I didn't write it for me. It was like this is a drum part kind of yeah. thing. So, you know what I mean. Like yeah, you, you, you're you aware way. of that when you write something, or like, yeah, you know, you know, Pez is into super into like crazy Mali and poly rhythms. So you know, Bender might come up with something that you know is based off that. Like everybody mm. inspires each other and yeah. writes specifically for you know other people's interests as well as their own. So it's really cool. It comes yeah. together in this. You get this unity because of that, I think. And also because cool. very, you know, multi-talented bunch of people working together as well. Mm. Um, I wanted to ask you about the single, Breathing Underwater, and can you tell us about that song and how you chose it to be the single? Um, I don't know if we really chose it. We didn't, you know, it's the magic of our label and stuff, but I think it's a song, it's one of my favourite songs I've ever written. Really? And, um... Yeah, I, it was. It's like a tribute to Stevie and and like what I was saying before. Like you know, I I wrote it as a as a, tri a tribute to Stevie, and that's why it's got the key change. And then mm -hmm. you know, and I come into the rehearsal room. It's like here's a song, and it's a tribute. And then Simon goes, well, you know, well, it obviously needs some like kick-ass like <laughs> synth bass riff, you know, <laughs> and just came up with this sick riff, you know, and like. You know, it's really like it's it's a love song to everything, you know, rather than like in a romantic sense of love. You know, it's like the small acts of love around the world, like the work that a Tuareg silversmith puts into his his craft, and like you know, the love in making a friend a chamomile tea who's having a really shit day, and you know, stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, and it was just like. No, no, it, it, I feel like it, it, it breathes as well, like, Definitely. instrumentally, like, there's an, it's kind of like, it was always a really tricky one to find a pocket, because it's just like, you're kind of juggling this yeah. groove, <laughs> in there's a way. A, I, think, I think when, when we were all, like, working on that, that tune, there was, a, there was a lot of listening and a lot of, like, reacting, so, mm. if, like, there's a lot of fluid, fluidity in the tune, where pa uh, parts are kind of bouncing off each other, like... The, the the synth bass line and the the bass line really bounce off each other they yeah, sort like of interweaved you know mm -hmm. and and then like pair and strum parts are sort of the same and like there's like in the verses there'll be f like a vocal phrase and then something will come out of that you know like it's everything's sort of this sort of call response kind of but uh, that's kind of a theme in our music I think as well there's just <laughs> yeah. a lot of listening like whenever we get together and we work on on music we just listen to each other a lot mm. and, and react that way. Mm. So then it doesn't really, you're not imposing anything that doesn't need to be there. Right. You know? You That's what I mean by not showing off. Like yeah, you're just reacting to the energy that is sort of coming into the song, you know, from, from, all, from all, all of the members. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it. It's, it's, it's hard to talk about. So how do you write your music? Yeah. It's just like... <laughs> It's a tricky uh, one. It just comes, it comes together in this really awesome way because mm. everyone's really original with their parts. 
you know, like mm. no one ever goes for the obvious thing or we'll usually try everything else and then sometimes it is the obvious thing that it should be <laughs> but like you, you know, it's a lot of experimenting and, mm. you know, to find what it is that it, it, it should be. But the cool thing is we always kind of have this like, you can tell when, you don't know what the destination is but you know what it is when you get there. Mm-hmm. And it's a feeling. Mm. Yeah. But um, it's really fun yeah. to record and, I, you know, it's cool that it's out there. And, and um, yeah, I feel like it, it really, it, it's a good kind of all-arounder to showcase, you know, all of our, us as instrumentalists mm-hmm. and writers. Yeah. Cool. Um, is there, when you're talking about specifically recording, did you record it in any sort of different way or method as to your previous two EPs and how did you change it anyway, the recording Pretty process? much we only have every, one EP. Track oh, on the, every track on the record was kind of approached differently. Mm-hmm. Breathing Under Water, we actually tracked a couple of times. I think we tracked it three times. So the final time we sort of had a really strong concept about how we wanted to do it because we'd already tracked it twice. <laughs> and we went into a studio, Sound Park Studios in Northcote, and spent a couple of days on it. And yeah, it was really awesome. Mm. Like we just, because we had spent heaps of time in the studio on this track, that's a difficult thing. Like we've got all these songs that we've had for years and we play them live and that's how we do them. And then when we convert them into the studio, Sometimes the live version that we do doesn't actually translate how we actually want it to sound in the studio. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you come across these sort of these paths that you're just like, okay, okay, let's just try and work this out. Yeah. And that, that one took a little bit longer than a few of the other ones on the record. But I think we're all really happy with the end result because we actually went into the studio, pretty much tracked it live, and it was done. It was just like, yeah. This is, this, this is the vibe. Mm. So like, that was really cool. There wasn't you know? too much post that we had to do where mm. some stuff that's just like... Like by fire. <laughs> oh, layers. Man, by and fire. Like, there was like 120 synth layers. <laughs> fucking 80 yeah. vocal layers. Like yeah. it was insane. By fire. You opened the session, it was just like, oh. The computer kind of has a glitch. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't want to open all this data. Yeah. So, you know, like every track was kind of different in its own right because... Yeah. It just had to go in that way, like that. Yeah. The sound of by fire and what we intended it to sound like be was that, mm-hmm. you know, over, over like sort of produced sound. Whereas yeah. Swamp Thing was a really live kind of vibe, and you know, sort of create. So yeah, you just there's a different take on everything. Mm, cool. Let's talk touring now. So you mentioned before that you're going back to the states um, at the moment. Mm-hmm. You're doing a couple of solo shows at the moment uh, with mm-hmm. basically the rest of your band in their other projects, Swooping Duck, supporting you um, at Bennett's. You've done those recently. Um, yeah. And how is that kind of uh, show format? Uh, like, how do you sort of change your mindset from going into that sort of uh, gig as opposed to the stuff you're preparing now to take overseas into the states or what you did at South by? Oh well. Even though they're the same songs, it's a different process. And I feel like it, I really love these shows because I feel like it shows you what the band is really about. Like, I get to kind of show the simplicity in a, in a song when it's written and, like, focus more on the lyrical. Like, people hear the words better mm-hmm. and, like, because it's raw and you have to carry it yourself versus, like, when it's, like, the super 
grown-up magical version with all these other sounds. Like, I feel like there's something really... There's humility in the rawness of doing solo shows and interpretations of, you know... It, it just gives people, like, a more intimate viewpoint into the songs, I guess. Um, mm. And the cool thing about having the double bill where I do the solo thing and then the guys do Swimming Dutch, which is, like, entirely improvised, mm -hmm. it really showcases their adaptability as musicians and listening and, and ex exploring and I get to show the vulnerability in my writing and then like so it's kind of like it's like a dissection of hiatus coyote <laughs> and you can kind of see the parts and how where it's coming from and how that that co that combination of collaboration comes together I think mm. that's what that's why I've have been enjoying and it's cool yeah. to like I was actually playing first so I can kind of just vent and then sit yeah. back and like watch <laughs> yeah. the guys go in and just like which is really it's really cool there's been really I mean I think um, it's really amazing the whole swooping duck concept because there's a lot of there's a lot of people that you know you're overseas and there's like jam nights but mostly it's just people doing covers or like you know, like it's 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 very it's very rare when it's like completely creative because it takes so much courage to do that shit. Because sometimes it might not sound that good, you know. And some and like if you have that risk, you can get to these really magical yeah moments. And or I go down a terrible rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> just have to stop. And just yeah, it's it's it's, beautiful to watch. it's full on. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's the most daunting I mean the first like I used to be in a band called Falconer and that was the first like fully you're in a band called Falconer Simon is always full of <laughs> random facts about himself that I don't know like oh yeah I worked in an aquarium or like you know anyway do go on tell us about How Falconer that name Falconer it's an excellent it's band it's like name. the dopest band name um, <laughs> it was like a, my first improv band that I ever played in and I, to this day it was still like one of the hardest gigs I've ever done because, and it's the same with swooping because you're just going into a room with people that have maybe expectations or maybe not, I don't know, and they come and watch you play and you're just like, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. <laughs> and that's like, the, like for me the most daunting thing, to just like get behind an instrument and just be completely blank and then just be like, okay, go. It's like, whoa, it's such a trip and it's, Always, everyone, like, after doing the gig, I'm just so exhausted, mm. like, mentally, physically, everything. I'm just completely and utterly drained. Yeah. And people come and you're like, hey, man, that was great. And you're just like, bah, uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. get away. It's like, it's really a full, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a really full-on experience. Yeah, on the a, fly, like, just listening to each other full-on. Yeah. 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 They're really good at it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's funny. Yeah, we both... The combination of that bill is like, you both have to be so present because you're not relying on, I'm not relying on other musicians and they're not relying on structure of mm. songs. And so mm. you just have to like push your energy even more to like really carry the weight of things. Yeah, mm. it's such a great bill and yeah, it's something I'd like to see more. <laughs> That'd be nice. Mm. But, um, so you guys are touring the States, uh, obviously coming back 
uh, to to Melbourne to potentially some shows maybe towards in the end August, of the year. Yeah, August. We're doing a tour. Yeah, Sweet. looks like we'll put something together for August. Should be fun. Yeah. Ah, well done. Uh, sounds great. Thank you for chatting with us today on Sin. Um, best of luck with the rest of the tour, and we'll see you at some time in August then. Awesome. awesome. This podcast was brought to you by Amplify. 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 The sound of underage Melbourne.